name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Hadn't seen my daughter since we dropped her off at college. Did an episode on, I'm not going to revisit it. I was missing her and my wife, uh, Lisa and the kids, uh, twins, went down to visit her. I couldn't go because I had to work. At the wellness center, had to teach classes, which I love, but you know, hey. So I decided, I crafted a plan, and that was that I was going to uh, surprise my daughter. So I drove down on a uh, Monday morning and hung out outside of her um, outside of her first class, which I knew where it was. And I just hoped, I had a backpack with me because I was like, I hope I just look like a grad student and not like a weirdo. Uh, and I, I actually don't know how that, that went off. I don't know how, it seemed okay. Anyways, and so she came out of her first class and I called her on the cell phone. She didn't know I was there and she picked it up. I said, how's it going? She goes, oh, good. I said, um, she goes, good timing. I go, why? She goes, oh, I'm just getting out of my first class. At this point, I'm following her about 20 yards behind. Now, probably at that point looked like a stalker. But again, what am I supposed to do? Anyways, and so she, I said, uh, how's the weather down there? And she goes, oh, it's probably nice. I go, let me guess. You're wearing what, uh, the outfit that your grandparents uh, bought you because they were visiting her earlier. She goes, no. I go, I know your style. You're wearing black pants and Doc Martens. And she goes, are you, how do you? And she kind of glanced around. I said, I just know what you wear. And then I said, probably white t-shirt, my guess. And then she turned around and there I was. Super fun, really fun. Surprised we had a great day. I got to sit in on her. The only reason I mentioned this because I got to sit in on her philosophy class. If you don't know, I was a philosophy major. She has expressed an interest in that. Didn't know it. I don't, obviously, I didn't force her to. What kind of parent would I be if I said, listen, the best major to be practically philosophy, that'll guarantee you zero of anything uh, substantial financially anyways. Lots of things uh, substantially non-financial. In fact, everything is non-financial benefit if you're a philosophy major. Everything you get from it is non-financial. That's proven. Uh, so I sat to sit in on her philosophy class. So there I am sitting in the very, very back, uh, just again. And uh, it's been a big auditorium, thank God. And I'm watching this guy. He's good, good, good lecturer, doing the good, doing the, has an accent. He's from Yorkshire. <laughs> and he, um, it's talking about it's the old the old stuff Socrates and just the stuff. I remember going in my first class at UCLA, not a philosophy major by the way, uh, but stumbled into one because it was a it was a general ed class. I thought I'll take a philosophy, and just within ten minutes, I was like, "This is my major, done." It was done, and I never looked back. It was I absolutely loved it. So there I am in this class, kind of having the same experience. Like I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "This is I remember this. This is fantastic." And he's talking all sorts of cool shit about piety and being pious and what is it, what's the form of it versus the deaf, all this cool stuff. Anyways, mm. Java, dark roast. Um, so he goes through this whole thing and he, in the beginning of class, he said, I mean, there is a paper assignment. I'll talk about it at the very end. And there was a handout. Anyways, then he goes into the whole thing. He hasn't gotten to discussing the paper yet. Three quarters of the way through, he says, okay, so on piety, piousness, any questions so far? The guy raises his hand. I go, all right, game on. Here we go. The dialectic, we get a little discussion going on. We get a deep, deep, let's get this done. Brightest minds of the country, UC Berkeley. Great, Let lay it down for me, friend. Yes, you. Guy, one guy raises his hand. He goes, uh, I notice on the syllabus that the date says September 28th and it's uh, 26th, sorry, and that's not the Wednesday, that's the Monday. So it should be, is it that day or is it the 28th, the Wednesday? Mm. And that's why we're all going to die. 
I am learning sign language. Uh, I told you guys that. And I did a poll, by the way. If you got didn't get my email, I emailed, emailed every listener and nobody cares. But I'm going to tell you anyway because I'm having fun with it. I know, I know about sev- 50, sorry, I almost said seven, 50 signs nailed. I've got kicking ass on the tests. I'm kind of kicking it. All the pronouns and the, this, I'm having a great time with it. Anyways, long and short of it, I now have a new rap name. So I have a rap name. I'll tell you the old one in a second. The new one, Sir Signs a lot. Is that cool? Sir Signs a lot. Now, I think, and again, you tell me, a marked improvement from my previous rap name, which was Skid Marks. Now, Skid Marks with an X, Skid Marks. Get it? That was a good one. I was, and that's 20 years of having that that uh, rap name. I started l- learn 50 signs, and I've got Sir Signs a lot. I taught a class yesterday, which means nothing to you time-wise, um, with a Brit. And I love the, you know, I love the Brits. I love that. I should have probably been British is my guess. And she, we had a really nice time. Anyways, she, it was a nutrition and cooking. So back to back, which is fun for me because I get to establish sort of the background of why the cooking happens the way that it happens. Anywho, she said, we were discussing, you know, she's been yo-yo dieting, the whole deal, right? Most people do until they start to go like, I'm done when they're like in their fifties. I don't want to ever do this again. Anyway, she told me about this thing in, in, um, in, in England that is I, I, from what I gather, and I've looked at, I looked it up yesterday that it's somewhat in the Weight Watchers vein, but it's called Slimming World. Now, first of all, is that kind of Brit- Slimming World? I mean, it's so British. It's like so. There's something British about that. Anyways, it's so cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs that I almost love it a lot. Anyways, it's it's so you follow Slimming World, you weigh in front of people, and you it's so it's sort of like Weight Watchers a little bit. But anyways, but they have things that you you can. I mean, it's so if you'd follow this, you are only thinking about food for the rest of your life. Period. Your relation it doesn't the payoff of li- losing weight pales in comparison to the nightmare of being so all about food in your life that you you will no longer you'll just annoy the shit out of everybody. Every everyone. There are certain foods that you, she told me about this, but I looked it up to verify. There are certain foods you can eat. They're not good. They're not the good foods. They're a little higher in calories. They're called sins. I am not kidding. They're called sins, but S-Y-N-S, S-Y-N-S, sins. And different foods have different sin points. So one food might have, it's one sin to do this one. But I saw one, eight and a half. It wasn't nine and it wasn't eight sins. It was sort of in the middle, like an eight. It was about 8.5 sins on the sin meter. I was like, is this, is this run by the Anglican church or the, or the, or the Royals? Um, Royal families, boy, a lot of people upset about, about that whole thing. I'm not one of them. I'm not one for hand people stuff. Cause they were born in a family and, and, and an inbred one at that. Did I, did I, I'm sorry. Is the microphone on? Thanks, these and show notes. Thanks for the Patreoners, you guys. Huh? Kicking me a little dough every month? That's a nice thing to do. Technically, I'm a professional podcaster. On that note, a dollar an hour, but hey, you know what? Professionalism is professionalism. Check the show notes for everything else. I've got online programs, private coaching, all that crap. Hey, listen, I got a little, I kind of got an announcement. I'm going to actually travel again. I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina. If you, I don't know when you're going to get this uh, podcast, but at the end of September 2022, first weekend of October, I'll be speaking at the Asheville, Asheville, Asheville Veg Fest. 
in there in Asheville, North Carolina. Kind of excited. You want to know why? Because I haven't been out and about since pre-COVID. And I was speaking, you know, fair fair amount. So this is fun. Two, get to see my buddy Doug Hay of the uh, No Meat Athlete fame. And um, he lives in uh, right, right adjacent. And so I'm going to be spending time with him and his family. Very excited. But if you're out that way and you, or you know people out that way, um, then you would want to uh, go to that thing and say hi to me. Okay? Okay. Very good. Mm. I usually don't rapid fire espresso, but this is good. The Java... How about those guys? What I'm talking about today is the um, title of this episode, which is Fat Suit. Now, if you haven't read the headlines, I, I got to weigh in on this one. No pun intended. Brendan Fraser is in a new movie called The Whale. I haven't seen it. Gonna, probably. I'm a fan. You know, I feel like he's like a, he's a legit actor. Brandon, Brandon, if you don't know who he is, Brendan Fraser. A legit actor. Probably not the best career choices in terms of the movies that he's done, but he but he's he's legit. Like he's an actual legit actor, in my in my opinion. He sort of had a resurgent. The guy has let himself go. Good lord. Apparently he had some injuries and stuff, but man oh man, could that guy use some small step in. I mean, dude, he's about my age. I'm like, can we just can you just don't look like you're you've aged seventy two years in the last ten years? Because that's not that's rapid. Anyways, he is kind of in a resurgence now because he was in this movie called The Whale where he plays a 600-pound man. Haven't seen the movie, but it's getting great reviews and he's getting excellent reviews and he's like back in kind of action. A lot of people are coming out saying, good for you, kind of way to get back in thing. But guess what? There's blowback. You want to know why? Because he's because he portrays a 600-pound guy, but he's not a 600-pound guy. So there's a couple quotes out of the uh, New York Times that I wanted to share with you. Quote, I think it's definitely going to be a point of contention in the discourse. I think it's a practice, the use of prosthetics or so-called fat suits, that has been relatively commonplace among major Hollywood actors for a long time, and that's been increasingly criticized for being fat phobic and offensive. There's a question of whether it should have been made at all. Critics have turned to social media to say that the movie's premise is inherently dehumanizing. And it's about what I gather. It's about a, a dad who's like trying to reconnect with his dog. So I'm thinking what would have been better is that if they had found a 600 pound guy who also, by the way, can act really, really well and can do long hours on a set and travel and do all the logistics of what it is to make a movie. So they probably should have done that. We don't need to have actors anymore. We just need to all do documentaries only. So if it's a gay character, you have to have a gay actor. If it's a trans character, you have to have a trans actor. You cannot have people act like anybody else because that would be acting. And we don't want to do acting anymore. We only want to do somebody who hopefully has the skills to be themselves in front of camera and a total huge crew. But it gets better. Audrey Aubrey Gordon, author of Maintenance Phase... It's so telling, quote, it's so telling that so many only see fat people as humanized in media that shows us doing exactly what they expect, living short, small lives, eating ourselves to death, feeling sad and regretful. All reminders of how tragic it is to be fat and how superior it is to be thin. This kind of media just reinforces viewers' anti-fat bias, she wrote. Now, again, bad conversation. 
It's not that it's superior to be thin. It is superior to be healthy. And I hate the conversation, especially when it comes to kids, about weight and body image because it should be, in my opinion, about health. Are you caring for yourself? Now, if you're 600 pounds, you're not. And we can have a discussion about that, but it's not going to be that very long of a discussion because I have a lot of science on my side. You do live, on average, way shorter It isn't a happy life to be 600 pounds or to be obese or to be extremely overweight even. It is brutal. These people deserve empathy and care because it's an addiction at the level that is debilitating. Sorry, but it is. Should there be an anti-fat bias? Of course not. That's not the discussion. But portraying a guy who's 600 pounds and showing the struggles that it is because it is, I'm assuming, good Lord, is... What art does, it puts us in, it shows us different, it puts us into different experiences and we can see potentially how other people live or or one other person. I mean, good Lord, it's not, it doesn't have to be this huge thing. Anyway, here's my favorite um, quote. Pia Glenn, a Broadway actress, so, you know, legit, also criticized the movie, lamenting the fact that this film is Fraser's comeback. Mr. Fraser's quote, com- this is her quote, Mr. Fraser's subquote comeback and personal journey as an actor and human are significant. And I hate that I, I'm adding the uh, emotion. I hate that I feel so, because I can't get that through the writing, that I feel so negatively about the project that brought them out. I know I won't see it. So I've been reading reviews she wrote on Twitter. There are 17 things wrong with that quote, okay? She's not going to see the movie because then she could make an informed decision and actually decide if it is uh, anti-fat or if it's just, you know, portraying a character who is a human being who has struggles like we all do, but pretty gnarly ones if he's 600 pounds. She's not going to watch it. She's going to read the reviews and then she wrote it on Twitter. She wrote that on Twitter. There's like literally just layers of stuff that make me uh, uh, just annoyed at her, uh, at period. Mm. There are instances now of writers. I have a friend who was going to be published by a major publishing house who dropped at the last minute because one of his characters was gay and he's not gay. He's a fiction writer. That's a problem. If you don't like the book, don't buy the book. One of my favorite books is called The Darling, written by an author named Russell Banks, who's one of my favorite authors of all time. It's from the perspective of a woman. Now, I love the book. Could he, did he nail it? I don't know because I'm not a, a, not a woman I did, and I don't even know what that actually means. But the character is incredible and the book's amazing. So if you read it and you go, that's not correct or something or it doesn't touch you or you can't relate to it, so it goes, man. So good. Don't like it. Don't like it. Go on Twitter and get pissed about it even. But I mean, this these conversations about how we can't express in art, in fiction, and try to get in other somebody else's mind, that's sort of what art is. And we may fail and we may succeed, but to make it so that we can't even try is not a good direction for us. It's not a good direction for our species. Art should be untouched. And the thing about it is, don't watch the movie. She's Pia Glenn shouldn't watch the movie. But to come in and weigh in on it, having not and you know on principle not seeing the movie and only reading the reviews is insane. Insane. And she gets quoted in an article. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Here's the deal: if you hear about something or a book or something and it doesn't pick your interest, don't buy it. You know what they say: vote with your dollars, man. But seriously, vote with your dollars. 
life without you. Out of thing. 